You're listening to Operation Veteran Finance, where veterans receive unbiased and expert advice to help them achieve their money mission. Here's your host, Army veteran and certified financial planning professional, Garrett Sorensen. Hello and welcome to Operation Veteran Finance. I am your host, Garrett Sorensen. Uh, want to get started right in with this episode. This is Retirement Planning 101. So looking back again, we have touched on our financial planning 101, our uh, budget and savings. We've done protection planning. We have finished investment planning, which is our last episode. If you have not listened to that episode, I highly recommend to go back to that one. I really recommend going back and listening to all of them because retirement planning is where we kind of start coming to the end of the aspects of our financial plan. And it's the culmination of what are we really looking at for our financial plan? What is the what is the one major goal that we have for our financial plan? So if you remember in that financial planning 101 series, we talked about goal setting. I will say, I think one of the main goals that people have that a financial plan can really help with is looking at what will retirement look like for me? What will retirement look like for you as a whole? And you know, there's really no wrong answer here. I think the one thing is that we don't let the financial plan tell us what retirement is going to look like. We use the financial plan as a tool in order to dictate the type of retirement that we want to have. And so the plan is a forward-thinking tool. And so when we're looking at retirement planning, we are looking into the future and saying, what do we want this to look like? So typically when I sit down with uh, people who are either coming up on retirement or they just want to get er an early start on retirement planning, the very first question I ask them is, what does retirement look like to you? And I'll tell you, it's uh, I've gotten very used to the just silence that will typically come from that and uh or or really even just the the baffled look like you know I don't know people really uh don't think too much about what retirement is going to look like that's not I, I guess it's not really a normal thing unless you're unless you're within a couple of years of it and you've got a really good idea of what, what retirement's going to look like uh, but you know, a lot of not a lot of people truly sit down and visualize what their retirement would look like. And so that's kind of the first step when it comes to retirement planning 101 is just visualize and define what your life looks like in retirement. And there's no wrong answer here. Essentially, what you're looking for is when you have that freedom to either not work or work on your terms or just be able to live the life that you want to live day in and day out, what are you doing during those days? Are you buying a boat and fishing five days out of the week? Are you traveling the country or the country? Are you traveling the world more? Are you buying an RV and seeing all of the state parks? Or are you getting a mileage credit card and just really going and seeing the world as much as you can, uh, you know, what does, what, what is that maximization of that, this stage of your life really look like? Having that visualization, having that really defined goal is what is going to help when it comes to that retirement planning 101. And I think that's why this is, this is, my favorite thing to do with people, truthfully, is talk about uh, retirement planning, especially with veterans. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because for veterans, it, I mean, we are, our retirement is so different. I've met people that are fully and completely retired at the age of 38. 
the amount of veterans that truly are out of the workforce just because they they can be in their 40s is is spectacular but really what you end up seeing happening is they go into a different career or they move into something separate or they end up starting their own business later on in life you know it it becomes this completely different thing that they do and you know the military does a good job of that when we're transitioning especially if you're retiring about you know what are you going to do now and for the most part at 40 years old you're probably not just going to want to sit around and and watch tv all day and, and you can only play so much golf and you can only fish the lake so much so you know, it's it's I do enjoy working with veterans on this aspect because it's uh, it just becomes a, a completely different conversation. And when you retire from the military, you do kind of have a sense of freedom that not a lot of people have in their 40s uh, or even 50s. And so it's exciting to get to work with those people. And they usually do have a little bit of a better idea because they've spent the last 20, maybe even 30 years doing something very, very challenging. And now they're looking forward to being able to relax on this uh, latter part of life. So it's a lot of fun. This is one of my favorite things to go over. And I think that uh, when you're getting to the point where you're doing your retirement planning, it should be something fun that you do as well. I, when I talk to my clients and they have no idea what retirement looks like, I tell them, I say, Hey, Friday night, Saturday night, you guys are you and your wife or you and your significant other, whoever you're going to sit down, you're going to open a bottle of wine, or you're going to cook dinner together, you're going to order food in, whatever it is that you guys can do to relax. And you're just going to have the conversation for an hour or so about what you want that stage of your life to really look like and see if you guys can't come to an agreement so much so to the point where you're even writing down some of the goals that you guys will have or how much money you're going to want to spend on traveling. Or maybe if you're like my wife, she wants to adopt uh, 20 other dogs and and we're just going to have some type of a dog farm or something. I don't really know how that's going to work. But you know, these are the type of conversations that you guys should be having together so that you do know when you come to that stage where you can enter that that really that financial freedom aspect that independently uh that financial independence uh, aspect of of life what what are you going to be doing and and truly define that to to the lowest level that you can once you have that that's really going to help answer the next question which is what type of retirement do you want to have and this is one thing I think not a lot of people have considered. And, and especially for me, you know, when, when I was coming into this industry, I saw it as you, well, there's just one retirement, right? You work until you have saved enough and you stop working and maybe that's 65, maybe it's 60. For some people, it's 70. One thing about me that I, I tell a lot of people, part of the reason I came into this industry is uh, I've had mentors in this industry that were in their 70s and still working. Uh, in this job. And they were, you're coming up on their eighties and they were still working in this career. And that is something that I actually find admirable. I love the idea of having something that I can continue to do for the rest of my life. The idea of uh, not working anymore. it It's kind of sad to me, especially when, when I think about this job, I love doing this job so much. If I couldn't do this job anymore, I don't know what I would do throughout the days. Um, I, I would definitely find time to fill it, but I don't know that I would feel as fulfilled. And so, you know, for me personally, when I think about retirement, 
uh, retirement for me means that I get to continue to work in this profession, maybe just in a smaller capacity, maybe just in the way I want to do it. Maybe it's just with my favorite 10, 15, 20 clients, whatever it might be. And that's all I have to do. And maybe it's, I just have to do the investing part of it, or maybe I just have to do the planning part of it. And I've you know grown to a point where I can have employees that manage all the other aspects. And I only have to work 20 hours a week or maybe even 15 hours a week. And uh, the rest of the time I've got employees in a business or or I'm in with a firm that that can do that well enough for me. And so, you know, that's the type of retirement you'll start to see when you actually visualize what retirement looks like for you. You'll start to see what uh, what you can do. And I, I will say that is a pretty common one. You will hear a lot of people that say, you know, I don't think I'll ever truly stop working. Uh, but there's a, you know, that idea of a partial retirement where you're doing more of a passion retirement, meaning that you worked in corporate for 15, 20, 25, 30 years, whatever, or you worked in the military for 30 plus years. And now you're going to a place where you're going to do something, even though it doesn't pay that well. Uh, my recruiter, his name was uh, Sergeant First Class uh, Xavier Versies. He, I don't know why I remember this, but he told me all the time. He said, you know, he had he had three and a half years left. He was a Sergeant First Class. He had three and a half years left in in the uh, in the uh, army. He was going to retire, and then he was going to go work as a door greeter for Walmart. And I don't even think they have those uh, those jobs anymore out there. So, you know, certain uh, verses, if you're listening, I, I hope it worked out for you. I hope you got to do it a little bit. But, you know, I think I think he was almost joking about it. But he really just said, he's like, you know, I just want to be the people that I could stand there and smile people and say, you know, hi, welcome to Walmart. And give them their cart and talk to people when he can and and be of some type of, of resource and just be happy coming to work with a smile on his face. Uh, and, and I think really had the fact that he just didn't have to worry anymore, that he didn't have this high stress profession uh, that, you know, he, he worked six days a week on for nine plus hours a day. It was really just about him having the freedom that he could walk into work with a smile and it'd be just a low stress environment and get to get to talk to the people that he wants to talk to, get to carry conversations. And you know, I think that's I think that's admirable. I think that's what a lot of people might see uh, when they when they think about retirement is just being able to work but not being forced to work. Of course, there's the idea of full retirement. Like I said, you know, some people and I've talked to them. They said, Garrett, I'm going to buy a boat, and Monday through Saturday, I'm going to wake up every day, and I'm going to be the first one on the lake. I'm going to be the first one with the line in the water, and I'm hopefully going to be the last one to leave. And when I come home, I'm going to be thinking about fishing the next day. And that's great for them. You know, that is that is something that truly becomes a passion for them. They find that hobby and they they do that hobby for as long as they can because it brings them happiness. Uh, I think that's an incredible thing. And for those people, you know, it's it's definitely something that they're looking forward to. It's it's they get to put that uh, top of mind when they're saving, when they're investing, when they're working every day. They're they're saying to themselves like I I. I get to do this. I have to do this. And then I get to do the thing that I want to do. So there's that full retirement. And then there is the idea of a hybrid retirement. Hybrid retirement is just like a little bit different. Um, one hybrid retirement that a lot of people talk about, and I actually had an episode with uh, Tyson Koska about the FIRE movement, that financial independence retiring early. 
If you haven't heard of Fire, uh, or if you didn't listen to that episode with Tyson Costco, you should definitely go back and listen to it. He does a great job talking about what the Fire movement is and how people do this, where you actually see people, especially a lot of the military, where they're retiring in their late 30s and they are staying retired. They are not going back to work. They're living independently on the on the uh, wealth that they have created during that point in time. It's definitely a different lifestyle. It's not for everybody. Uh, but those that do it, I mean, they are passionate about it. Um, and I think that's a really great episode. He does a great job about that. I might link that in the uh, show notes below as well. Uh, some of the other hybrid retirement options you'll see is where people work. They'll start like a mini career almost where they do something for three to five years, save a good portion of their money during that time frame. And then go out and uh, and kind of play for a few years after that, play for three or three years, whatever it might be, where they kind of just go through that money that they had saved during that five year time frame, uh, and then at the end of that three years, go back and start some other thing, start some other career, or some other mini career, whatever it might be, uh, and they kind of go through that scenario uh, just over and over again, which I think is unique. I've, I've seen some people that do that, and uh, it's it's a difficult, you know, I hate to say difficult lifestyle, but, um, you know, the ones that do it, they enjoy it. They know it's their passion. And that's kind of why they always, uh, that's why they follow that strategy when it comes to retirement for them. Outside of the visualization aspect, outside of this non-tangible um, sense of retirement planning, one thing that you do need to look at, look at that's a real analysis that you're going to be running for your retirement planning is what we would consider to be income maximization. And so retirement truly is just the sense to be able to pay yourself what you need in order to be able to live the life that you want to live once you've stopped working or once you've reached that independence level where you don't have to work. Uh, you get to do what you want to do. And so there's a couple different calculations that you'll look at for this. The one thing that I will say, and this is one thing that I run into a lot with a lot of my clients is that uh, their savings level is actually higher than it needs to be. They are saving more money than they need to in order to fund their retirement. And how do we know this? We we can run these projections where we see, you know, what what's going to happen based on your withdrawal rate of your of your accounts and how much money you're going to have left over when you die. And at the end of the day, they're going to have a lot of money left over when they die. When you see this, uh, this is not necessarily a bad thing, right? This is this is a great thing. I always kind of say, you won the game, you did what you needed to do, uh, you you went above and beyond, you you saved more, or you get out, you had a higher rate of return than you needed, and you ultimately got to a place where you're really not going to have to worry about money. But the question I always ask is, did you feel comfortable while you were going through this? Because one thing that you don't want to do is put yourself in a position where you are saving, saving, saving to the point where you're not enjoying the things that you get to do today. And then when you hit that point, you have an abundance, you have really more than what you need. Uh, life is really all about balance. And I say retirement planning more so than anything is life balance planning, because we want to be able to hit a point where you can save enough for what you want to do personally, uh, but without taking away from you being able to enjoy life today. Now, there, that does come with a lot of caveats because let me, you know, let me say, if you're the type of person where you're saying, you know what, my retirement for me is traveling the world, flying first class, staying in the nicest hotels, then yes, you need to be saving. And that might mean that you take a few less of those uh, types of vacations today 
so that you can do more of those types of vacations in retirement. Again, it's all about that balance. But for a lot of people, I think what they're not realizing is that by the time they're really looking at retiring, especially if they already have their military pension retirement, they get to that age where they're done working. Uh, maybe they start drawing social security at that point in time, and they've saved enough money to help supplement the fact that they can live on 60000 70000 80000 maybe even $100,000 a year comfortably you know, with the fact that they have the military pension and, uh, and social security, they don't need that much left over to supplement it. Now, this again, you know, you might not be buying a boat every five years, you might not be driving a brand new, brand new, really nice sports car every three years or something like that. Uh, but this is where you have to kind of look at is, is that something that we want to prioritize in retirement? And if it is, then yes, we need to plan for that, that savings aspect. But if those things are not important to you, I, I say it all the time. I mean, I'd, I, I, when I'm 60, when I'm 70, when I'm 80 years old, the last thing I'm going to be worrying about is what type of car I'm going to be driving. I would much rather have a nice boat than be driving a nice car. And so, you know, I don't need to sit, I don't need to consider saving as much as I would to be buying a new car every five years. I'm I'm perfectly fine buying a, a pre-owned vehicle every four to six years and, and running it into the ground and then going out and buying a new one. Uh, as long as I've got a nice boat and I'm going on nice vacations, that's really what I would prefer to have. But you need to look at what it's going to be like for you and then hit and find what it is that you need to save in order to hit that level. So those kind of are the technical analysis that you need to be making on retirement planning is, are you saving enough? Are you saving too much really is the first thing. What is the number that you need to save in order to hit the goals that you have in retirement with a high probability of success? And then from there, what is the best strategy for you to be maximizing your income through those withdrawal years? So what do I mean by that? It means you don't, if you've got a 401k, if you've got the TSP, if you have uh, your military retirement pension, you already have social security and you have just a regular taxable account. How do you want to be taking money out of those accounts uh, based both on a tax liability at that point in time and the future, and then the potential for there continue to be growth inside some of these investments accounts, uh, how do you want to actually start drawing those funds down? And again, this is something that's very different for everybody. So I have to stay high level with it because I, I, I just couldn't get in the weeds. Every single person's situation is going to be slightly different on those drawdown strategies. There are some good drawdown strategies that you can look at, some things that might make sense for you. This is one of those places where you're going to want to do a lot of your own research on, try to figure out based on the way that you've been saving, where the majority of your assets are, what is the best drawdown strategy for you in retirement? And are there strategies where you might be able to delay taking social security for a little bit longer uh, by drawing down a little bit more from your retirement account, or you know maybe using more of your taxable funds or using some of those taxable funds to create some type of revenue stream in retirement for you so that then you can delay taking social security Whatever that might be, there again, a lot of different strategies that come for this, and they're going to be incredibly individualized to you and how you want retirement to be. This is one of those things where, again, you absolutely can do the research on and figure it out on your own. But when it comes to this technical analysis of your, your personal savings rate, knowing how much you're going to need in retirement, and then that withdrawal strategy, 
Uh, if you guys feel like you can use any help with this, this is what we're here for. We're more than happy to help. You can reach out to me, garrett.sorensen at markhamwealth.com. I'm going to leave my email down in the show notes below. You can click on that and send me an email. You can also go to our website, www.operationveteranfinance.org. You can listen to the other episodes. You can go to the contact us page and actually send us your questions from there or just reach out to us from there. Those are going to come directly to me and I'm going to reach out directly back to you to help answer your questions or just get in contact with you uh, if you do want to actually have us look at some of this analysis for you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Our next episode is our final episode in the Financial Planning 101 series. It is Legacy Planning. Uh, you know, I know when I, I talk about legacy planning a lot with my clients, hopefully this isn't going to be something too new for you guys, but essentially the idea of preservation and creating generational wealth for you, or really just creating that aspect of what is going to be your legacy when you are getting ready to leave this world. So I hope you guys will look forward to that episode. That episode should be coming out in a couple of weeks. If you guys do have questions, please send those questions to us. We'd be more than happy to answer them for you. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Operation Veteran Finance. You can listen to this episode or all other episodes at www.operationveteranfinance.org or wherever you get your podcast. Markham Wealth LLC is an SEC registered investment advisory firm with its principal place of business in Ohio. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This discussion is intended to be general and educational in nature and is not tailored to any listener's individual circumstances or financial situation. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained herein serves as the receipt of or as substitute for personalized investment advice. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. This communication should not be construed as a recommendation or solicitation to take or refrain from taking any particular course of action due to various factors, including changing regulation and market conditions. The information discussed may no longer be reflective of, of current positions or recommendations. All information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date at the point of publication. Mark and Wealth does not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The subjects discussed herein are general in nature, provide for information purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Listeners should consult with the professionals of his or her choosing regarding their specific legal, tax, or financial situations.